0: Typically, I take a topic that I want to cover uh, related directly to real estate investing. Some of you know we talked about rentals and flips and how to sell a house and uh, challenges of uh, you know the analyzing. And we always, I always try to bring something that I go through um, my weeks before the session. Things that are coming up from investors that I meet with on a weekly basis. One of the things that come, you know, we've been doing it for several months. The the weekly sessions. One of the things that comes up post-session like this one, uh, either in one-on-one meetings or someone who, uh, you know, kind of you know, post a comment or, or directly, usually directly to me, says, Danny, you never talk about, you talk about a little bit about yourself and we get the gist of what you're doing, but what do, you know, your company does? What are your services? And I always kind of put it aside. I always want to bring, you know, more value and knowledge and information to you guys. And let's talk about, about us but it always comes up. Always, you know, there's one or two people asking about it. Post post session, and if you can say so. So today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm actually talking going to talk a little bit about our services. i uh, not core real estate investing. You are still most welcome to ask questions about real estate investing. I'll take them with pleasure. That's the whole point of this session. But I just also want to share with you because I seem, you know, uh, not doing that, not doing good enough of a job. What we are all about, my company, Simply Do It, is about helping investors to invest in real estate, right? That's the general uh, gist of it. We work with U.S.-based investors primarily, but we also work with foreigners, people who invest, who live in other countries, but want to invest in the U.S. We have two main programs that we help investors or guide, support direct investors in the process of investing, which are buying rentals. Residential rentals and you know, and uh, investing in residential flips. Two separate programs. One is long term. One is short term. The 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 core of what we do is two things. The two main buckets. In bucket one, we set up processes and systems and markets and ID professional people you know out there in different areas around the country um, that we can actually go and invest using those people. Maybe a rental or a flip in Nashville, in Dallas. In Houston, Tampa, Chicago, uh, where where we didn't miss Indianapolis and others. Right, those are our main markets and few others. Those are the main areas we're investing. So we go out and we make sure we have good, reliable property management companies. We have good, you know, GCs, project managers, um, realtors, etc., lenders, insurance people, etc. You know, it's never perfect. There's always challenges with GCS and there are always challenges with property managers we are trying to minimize the noise level that are coming from those people uh, to the, you know to the uh, to the smallest possible there's always going to be some noise involved when investing in real estate so that's what we do on one end on the second end people come to us like yourself experienced and beginners and saying I need help the help that I need is I have a little bit of money or I have a lot of money I want to invest should I go and invest you know I live in another country I live in the states. I'm not sure who to go, where to go, what to buy, um, and so on. And we try to clarify with you what kind of investment you should be doing and how you should go go about it. For example, just this morning I had a conversation with a very nice lady based in the Seattle area. She called in. She had been tracking us. She said, I want to understand a little bit better what is it that you do. And she starts saying, I don't know if I can buy, should buy locally and how much money I have and what can I do with it? Should I start with flipping or should I start with renting? And then we went into questions about the challenges, different challenges about flips and different challenges about rentals and so on. So the whole point of what we're trying to do on the academic or mentoring side is to help you kind of clarify your challenges and try to decide where you should be investing and what kind of investment you should be making and what are your obstacles. The obstacles you're facing are completely different if you are a beginner, have a little bit of experience, or have more experience. If you are a foreigner who has less access to the U.S. mortgages um, than someone who's U.S.-based. If you are super busy or you have some time. So everybody has different challenges. The problem with most of us is that we have, it's hard to, sit down with yourself and try to identify those challenges and then try to find the solution how to overcome those challenges that's where we step in so we want to come in and work with investors and help them execute and apply whatever is they want to accomplish investment wise or financially you know financial wise Um, and then not just be the the person who gives them advices or consult them go and do this go invest in this type of property go to another market but actually have the the product, where you can apply those those, uh, tactics. So if you want to do rentals, we can do rentals in those markets. If you want to do flipping, do it here. If you want to do both, okay, let's work it out. Then you have questions about mortgages and who can I trust and who can I work with and what should I uh, should should be doing. All of those things, uh, is that what we're trying to do, both the... um, strategy aspect of it and then the application side of it so it's not just one or the other now just so you know a little bit about myself excuse me um i've been a real estate investor um, since 2002 so that means about what 16 15 16 years that i've since i started investing in real estate i bought my first rental property while working for the israeli uh, corporate world being a high-tech company in tel aviv you know making good salaries buying my first rental property in a small see you know in a, in a tiny town you probably never heard called phoenix arizona or just outside of phoenix arizona a nice house and nice rental property that's where i started uh and i bought it in 2002 since then you know i made few you know uh for the following two years i made two small investments in the u.s as well and then in 2004 i moved to the states and i started doing this full-time bought more for myself and helped others you know do exactly the same been through the big boom of 2005, six, seven-ish, if you can call it that, been through the huge crash of 2008 and nine, um, and then came out of it to another boom, and which we are still kind of riding that wave upward. Um, <clears throat> through, since 2004, I have probably um, supported um, the, the, the purchases of well over 3,000 rental properties uh, in multiple uh, markets, U.S. markets, uh, places such as Orlando, Tampa, Atlanta, uh, different parts of Louisiana, um, Mobile, Alabama, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Wow, it's, uh, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, uh, Indianapolis, um, you know, there probably a few more. I can't remember all of them right now. So we've done a lot of rental properties. And we've done a lot of uh, flips actually flips we're still doing we have 22 projects running right now in different stages anywhere from recently purchased to about to get sold and listed and started renovation we have um, uh, in in tampa um, indianapolis and chicago those are two different programs uh, different systems different you know processes different people involved in each and that's what we're trying to do so if you want to Um, If you want to ask me questions specific about our, what Simply Do It or what, you know, specifically targeted to me by all means. Um, But what I wanted to take the time this Friday is talk about a little bit about uh, Simply Do It and our experience and how we work with investors. We usually start with a conversation of that we call it the strategy session where you come, you complete, you know, a a short form, uh, a little bit of information about yourself and then we meet. We meet for 30 to 45 minutes just to chat. Those conversations, I try to actually shut up for once, which I know you guys, those who've uh, been watching the uh, uh, me, me speak, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a very quiet guy, but I try to actually shut up for once and let you talk, ask your questions, direct me where you want to lead the conversation. Let me answer your concerns. Let me try and address your concern. No, no, no guarantees that I'll be able to do. Let's see how, if... We can help you and how and what's the best way for you uh to go about investing maybe i will be able to help you maybe not i don't know we'll see um if you want to work with us the outcome of that conversation is which direction rentals flips or both or maybe something else sometimes we do other stuff but those are the main two uh programs and uh we'll take it from there if you want to do rentals we're gonna uh, move um, on you'll, you'll sign your documents and we'll uh, start the second session. The second session is what we call the process initiation. The process initiation takes about an hour and we go through the, the what's coming up. So we, our goal is really to calibrate your expectations on what's coming up financially and mentally when you're buying a rental property. Who are you going to talk to? Who are the relevant parties and how to address them? Who you can trust and what, how to work with that person? What to pay attention to? How to analyze a property? How to evaluate a property? Two different things. Um, what to pay attention to in the process, and so on. We'll go through multiple uh, steps. A lot of tips and suggestions that are coming in in that uh, session, the process initiation. At the end of that conversation, we send you, uh, we decide together which of the metros we are operating in are relevant for you to buy. All of them, some of them, we want to help you focus. Very important, focus and not just get you know, spread all over. And then we connect you with our local teams. You know, in that metro or metros, and we take a you know a little step back. You let you, we let you work with them. We are not going anywhere. Our support continues throughout the purchase process with, with small questions, big questions you you will have through the process. You will see there are a lot of communication. We communicate with all our investors on Facebook, Skype, WhatsApp, text, email, and phone and phone call. Six methods that we use to communicate regularly. I can show you. It's like a uh, different apps that I'm using. Uh, for those of you who are on Telegram, I apologize, we're not there yet. We may get there. I'm not on Snapchat either. So hopefully that won't prevent you uh, considering working with us. Um, uh, I'm, obviously, I'm just kidding. And that's how we go through the process. We don't care. You have... A lot of hand holding you need, we'll provide it. You, have, you need a little bit of holding, we'll provide it. You know, we adjust to your needs as an investor and lead you through the process of buying. We want you to get to the point that you're ending up buying that rental property or doing that flip, you know, successfully. That's what we want to accomplish with you because we know if you're successful, you'll be happy. You come back and do another property and another investment. And I'm not trying to say by any means this is all perfect and no problems and no issues. Of course, this is real estate. We're always going to have challenges. We're always going to have uh, noise in the system. We're just trying to minimize it and when the you know minimize it altogether. And when the, that noise comes up, you know, help you tackle that those situations. Our support on the rentals continues after you you uh, uh, purchase the property. So um, so uh, um, when you have a problem with the property management or some issue, big or small, comes up, maybe a year or two or three. After you purchase that property and you're not sure what to do, we're going to be here and help you solve that problem. You run it by us. We may tell you what we think you should do. Um, and you can, uh, may- maybe we'll just need to call the property managers and get involved ourselves, which we do. All the property managers we work with, those are um, people that we carefully vet. We don't, uh, you work with someone, agents and property managers just because they're nice people or just because we, they got, uh, We got a recommendation from a friend that we know that's not good enough for us we vet them carefully we want to bring reliable people trustworthy people knowledgeable people we go through through a very tedious process to line someone up and work with us that doesn't mean it's perfect but we're definitely seeing that that eliminates a lot of the problems i have had to date one uh uh, one time that i had to fire a property management company in all the years that i've been doing this for just lack of poor performance good people no bad, no situations, uh, no bad, no bad situation in terms of uh, like um, cheating or lying or any, nothing like that. They just we they, we just saw that they're not uh, their performance is not good enough for us. Actually, we just I just had two conversations with them this week. They called me and they said we want to earn your business back. We've done a lot of changes based on the experience we have we have you have had. Uh, they're actually coding us to come back and work with them. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it's definitely a communication. Good people, poor performance. Um, I can tell you that many times when I hear stories about property managers, um, you know, cheating and stealing and all those things, I got to tell you, I don't have those stories. There is a reason I don't have those stories because I vet them carefully. Uh, I'm not saying it's not impossible and, you know, it could happen uh, in the future. Nobody's perfect and people change, but I rarely have the bad stories of the bad rep that property managers, you know, people that I hear from other people. So something is done. We're doing something good to eliminate those things. And we have a a lot of experience, a lot of properties. When I line up a property manager and speak with them for the first time, I have, it's probably going to take well over an, uh, an hour for me, probably two hours just to interview one property manager. And I get a sense. I can get a sense if this person is reliable and knows what they're doing. Uh, Within within 10 to 15 minutes if I need to and then I'll I'll, uh, terminate the call or I'll go through the entire process with them Because I want to know their quality. I want to hear their answer I want to see how they're conducting their affairs in very details And that will tell me if they know what they're doing or if they know well enough Um, And the other thing once we line up, you know property managers and agents and real you know realtors and even lenders Because of our buying power, we are able to influence you know, situations and outcomes. If something happens and there's miscommunication, we call the property manager, uh, I call the property manager if I need to, the owner of the company, and we solve it, right? No promises that I'll solve every problem, but to date, when I call, they hear their biggest account on the line, right? So if you have a problem and you work with us, you know, you're already part of our services, part of our, of Simply Do It, our company, that already gives you, you know, uh, some some uh, uh, some bandwidth, some, some VIP level, and when I call these are not my employees but they consider me their boss not because I'm a nice guy I am but because I bring them a lot of work and they value that so every time I have to make that call typically it will be one call for me to solve a situation even if the property manager doesn't like the my request they will probably uh, accept to do it because they see the bigger picture it, it it's been done in the past so this is you know this is how we work uh, because of our buying power, we are also able to get better fees than their normal fees. That doesn't mean I'm gonna you know uh, negotiate I mean I negotiate better fees for us. That doesn't mean I'm gonna bring their fees to the minimum. I'm not gonna do that. Property managers who are not gonna make money are gonna cut corners. That's not good. So we may end up saving you know 20, 30, 40 bucks a month, right Only to get a better fee and someone else is cutting corner. Not good enough for me. The 40 bucks is too, is too little for me to cut corners, right? So that's what uh, we try to do. And we help them. We help the realtors. We help the property managers to become better at their profession. If I make a property manager better and if I help a property management company better, if I have a realtor that services us to become better, they will provide better performance and services to all of us, you know, our investors. I can tell you that even the realtors that we work with, we vet them, and then we train them how to work with investors, how to analyze a property, what to look for, etc. And then once they're ready, we work closely with them to make sure everything is fine before we fully let them work with our investors, engage with our investors, and they're always under our umbrella of services. So, we always monitor them and watch them. And every once in a while, we do training. We do ongoing training. Just this week, we had a, all the realtor session, and our to refresh you know, procedures and to update about the you know, new, new procedures and to tell them what's worth going out in the marketplace and the updated uh, Excel sheet that we analyzed property. We made some changes to it. So we wanted to share that with them and clarify and remind them and so on. So they will become better realtors. If the real, If we empower the realtors to be better at what they do, they will become better professionals and they will provide you and us Better results. There's no doubt in my mind. So it's a it's a team effort. Um, so we make sure all those parties, agents, insurance people, lenders, property managers, are all well in sync. When those people are well in sync, your support, you know, process or the the, the process that supports your transaction will be much more, you know, uh, will be sm- much more smooth, uh, smoothly done. There are many times that I hear from investors. You know, they really write. I can't believe how the process was smooth. We simply do it. That's always something that I like to hear. And it's not typically the case because there's always noise in the system. But it's definitely something we are aspiring to. So, this is what we're all about rentals and flips. Everything we do is out of state. So, that means I live in California, but we operate in other states. We do mainly residential properties. We don't do multifamily. Sometimes we would consider duplex or triplex or fourplex, but normally it would be single family homes, maybe duplexes. We don't do large apartments. Uh, We're very focused on those things. We do a lot of flips. There's a big, you know, a lot of challenges with running a flip um, that we deal with, that we uh, just upgraded our information system in order to be able to support that aspect of the business. Um, And that's uh, what we do. Day in, day out, every day. I don't do it on the side. That's not a side key, you know, a side gig. This is what I do. Uh, I would say uh, the good seven days of the week, uh, all day long, meeting, speaking, engaging, going out to speak, uh, working with investors, having conversations one on one, support one on one, getting ready, going whatever that is. Um, yeah. If there are any questions? I see one, in which I will answer. That's an easy one. If there are additional questions related to us directly with pleasure, if they are generally about investing, U.S. investing, I'll be happy to take them as well. Um, In the name of our company, if I didn't do that, I didn't answer that yet. Simply do it. and if you wanna have, um, uh, we have a, we've just launched uh, the new version of our, um, our Excel, our Excel, Analysis Excel. Our Analysis Excel is actually, the, it's a fee-based Excel. If you wanna download and purchase it, you're most welcome to do it. I'll put a link on it. We just launched the uh, version, updated the, you know, to a new version, just made some cosmetic and some improvements to it. Um, and if you are one of our investors who works, works with us, then this is something you're going to be um, uh, getting as part of the service. We also have an ebook, which is free, and talks about in more details about rentals and flips and where to buy, the process, and so on. Um, now, Yal is asking, Ayal, good. You know, I'm glad we reconnected. Uh, where is the better return to to risk, rents or flips? Um, I think that um, it's a good question. The way I see it is this. Uh, flips, sorry, rentals. In my opinion, that's my opinion, my experience. Rentals are very slow and steady um, method or mechanism to build wealth. So it's lower risk, and you know relatively high returns. Especially if you can, you know, interject and use mortgages. Right, that will just boost that return tremendously. So if you can't and it's cash, it's still good. Mortgages will definitely take it, you know, to a whole different level. But it's a slow mechanism, and I'm not talking about us buying a rental, you buying a rental property in an area that surprisingly a year later the prices, you know, went up uh, 15%. That's just being lucky. That's just getting the, you know, the right buying the right the right uh, um, ticket. Um, that's not my plan. I don't plan on, you know, I don't. I try to not speculate on high appreciation rates, even though it's out there nowadays, because tomorrow it can end. So buying a rental. You know, if you have the patience, it is a very uh, powerful financial tool, but it requires time. One of the biggest disadvantages of a rental property, it's a slow slow and steady, okay? The flips can be, you know, maybe high return or relatively high return um, for the investment in a shorter period of time. The way I look at this is this. The rental is like the... Um, the pieces of the bread on a monthly basis, you get a piece every every time. The flips is like getting the loaf of the bread every x month, like maybe uh, once a once every six months or once a year, depending on the flip. So it's a little bit hard to say which one is which because it's more um, it's like a different frequency of the return. Hopefully that helps. Okay. Um, I'm a sucker for rentals for me the flips by the way the reason i started flipping is because it because i wanted um i wanted to create a short-term engine that will boost my my uh, my cash my my cash that i can use towards buying rentals so the flips are for me a means to to uh, to uh, to a bigger picture my holy grail is rental properties especially if i can do it with uh with um, mortgages and the flips are as a short-term engine that we use to generate cash to buy, I use to generate cash, to buy more rentals. So that, that's the way I look at it. Rinse, uh, they're complementing each other. A lot of people think it, including myself, should I do rentals? Should I do flips? Well, if you're limited, obviously that would be a very relevant question. If you're in a position to do maybe both, then consider doing both of those things combined because one is complementing each other. That's the way I uh, uh, I was thinking way, way back. And that's the way I changed my mind and started thinking about it maybe seven, eight years ago. Thank you for your question, y'all. Good good to see you as well. Okay. So I'll wait another minute or so, see if there are additional questions coming in. And uh, if they are, I'll take it. And if they're not, um, we'll wrap it up. Okay, Okay. well thank you everyone for joining. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time on your Friday. I want to just remind you that we have uh, this session every Friday 11 a.m pacific time. Uh, you're most welcome to join. We recorded and put po- in place and it's going to be recorded and available on Facebook. We then also take it and put it on YouTube and convert it to an audio file and make it available on our podcast. So that's there, you can consume it however you find uh, best. And I see there we have, a, um, oh, good question. Another question is coming in. Ayal, good job. What about the rising interest rate? Ha, huh. the rising interest rate. Well, if you wanna know my thoughts, um, as an investor, I'm very, well, I can't say that I'm very happy about the rising interest rate, but in a, in a way I am happy. Because here's what's going on. Since December, there is a report that the, in the US that applications for mortgages is declining because the rates are coming up. Now, if there are less applications coming in, that means less buyers are coming into the, into the marketplace. That means that maybe we're going to start seeing a shift from a, a seller's market to a, to, a, to a balance or a buyer's market, right? For me, just the fact that we can move from seller's market, which most of the markets are like that right now, Onto a different position balance or buyers market is an excellent position. The fact that the rate is you know is is going up and investors in the U.S. you know if you're an investor and you are actually using mortgages you're probably looking at about five percent interest rate um, nowadays. Investors are paying higher than homeowners. If that you know just so you know, uh, so just about you can you can offset that by a little bit or it can give you a little bit above five uh, percent but let's just call it just around the five percent interest rate first of all uh, it's still a very cheap interest rate now some of you live in a country that the rates are so cheap that looks five percent looks very expensive you can't compare that to your own country you have to compare it to what's available in the in the US right now a homeowner in the US will probably pay somewhere around four uh, percent maybe a little bit over four percent an investor will pay just about five percent the fact that the interest rate is going up, may make the, market, the selling or the buying, you know, less buyers in the market may create a cool-off period, which is good for us investors, because if even if I come at even five and a half percent, right, uh, even six percent, which I've bought at those rates in the past, come in and buy, I'm not married to that uh, um, uh, to that mortgage for the following 30 years. Most likely, Based on the history, in the next five to seven years, something will happen with the economy, not necessarily a catastrophe, maybe a slowdown period, because they always come every, you know, every 10 years or so, and we will see a situation where the rates are going down, and I will refinance. So today, I have to buy at 5% interest rate, but let's say in five years or six years, you know, the interest rates are going down, I will refinance it down to 4.5 or 4, or even less than that, Perfect, and then I will re- improve my position. Right now, you know, I'm hoping that the increasing interest rate will actually uh, create a situation where we have less buyers in the marketplace, better for us investors, and we're gonna suck it up for, for uh, maybe a few years with a higher rate until we can refinance and get a better rate. So think about it as, you know, multiple steps. Uh, as an investor, someone who invests in real estate, you will see that over the years, Your starting position is, you know, where you start with the property typically will improve over time because over time, here's what's going to happen. You're going to find ways to improve your cash flow by reducing the rate, by maybe improving some of your expenses. You will be more knowledgeable as an investor what expenses you should be putting into your house when things come up. Where you should really put money in and where you should save. For example, can you clean a carpet and and stick with it for two more years, or should you replace it? If you're a beginner, you may replace it. If you're an experienced, you may clean it and and you know and, and save two more years and then replace it. Just as a as, as an example, so you will see that you know, over time, as an investor, we learn how to be better at this. Even if we teach you a lot, the things you have to learn by yourself, and you see that your position will improve, your cash flow will grow because rents are going up and because you will do, you will do things on your end to improve your uh, financial standing with the property. And slowly you'll see that improvement. So one of those things, absolutely, is the rate. You know, I don't know, if I can say it's for sure you'll refinance for a better rate in the future. I don't know. But most likely, it will happen. That's just historically what happened, you know, uh, many times. Thank you for a great question. And I'm waiting for another question or two. And thank you for those who joined uh, now. Uh, We're almost uh, wrapping up this session. You're always welcome to watch the recording or listen to the podcast. No problem. And I'm going to wait and see if there's another... uh, Question, Ayal, you are uh, the star of the day for asking all those questions. Um, you get uh, six Facebook bonus points for this session today. Okay, I think it's a wrap then. You guys, thank you very much for your time. Have a terrific Friday. Happy holiday. A great weekend. You know where to find me if you want to chat with me a little bit more, more specifics. I'll be happy to do that. Hopefully, that was uh, enlightening and contributing to you. And remember, usually, we actually bring a topic, real estate-related topic. You are most welcome to submit it in advance. I'll be happy to talk about it uh, or just join me in a week for the next topic, which I have not not decided what that will be just yet. Have a terrific weekend, everyone. Bye-bye from California. Bye-bye.